You're listening to State Change, an interview series inspired by the emerging decentralization phenomenon. Mark D'Agostino was head of blockchain research at Deloitte before joining the team at Consensus. Today, we talk about what smart contracts and blockchains can do to eliminate systemic risk in financial institutions. I joined Deloitte out of school into a program similar to GE's FMP, where I spent the first two years rotating between each of their different functions. Saw pretty much everything that a consulting and large accounting firm would do. I ended up choosing to go into advisory, which is basically like their risk analytics side, mainly in the banking security space. But I've worked on you know life sciences clients, insurance, banking, a handful of retail. So I've, I've seen a wide breadth of pretty much what consultants do. And I got really interested in this whole blockchain ecosystem in 2012, 2013, when I was working on Lehman's bankruptcy and seeing all the major inefficiencies at a large bank that had 65 interdependent systems that failed to talk to each other in any way, shape or form. Could you describe what the, uh, what the consequences of that failure to communicate internally were and how blockchain might be used to fix it? Maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a tough question. So with Lehman, you had LBIE, which is Lehman Brothers International Europe. They went under 9-12-08. And then Lehman Brothers International, which was the US branch, went under 9-19-08. Yet there were still transactions that were kind of going back and forth between them. There were a lot of fails on both sides. Situations wherein a customer in, say, London would say, I want to own a thousand shares of Google. So it would look like he owned them in his account. Yet the broker in London would contact their counterparty in New York and say, buy this on my behalf. And those securities would actually sit with the DTCC in you know, the United States. So when, when everyone went bankrupt, the guy in London thought he actually owned these shares. But legally speaking, they weren't sitting in his accounts. There was this huge intercompany fight between who owed who money. Lehman Brothers kind of saw themselves as this one large entity. But when it came down to it and bankruptcy and you know they were trying to figure out where all the securities should actually live, you know, who owns what. And this isn't just securities, there's foreign exchange, there's TBAs, all these really interesting financial products. Um, it became a mess to try to figure out the true history of who owned what, who was responsible for which debts. And that just intercompany settlement took consultants about two and a half years to figure out. And it was a multi-billion dollar settlement between the different entities. So what was your role at Deloitte in uh, de- working with blockchain technology? Yeah, sure. So. After that large project, I went and did some resolution and recovery planning for major banks, so things like living wills. And there was no blockchain group at Deloitte anywhere. And this is around 2013. I started to get really into the technology, started meeting a bunch of startups out there on my own, got synced up with you know, Joe Lubin and some of the guys at Consensus. And basically, I started pitching the idea to firm leadership. I went all the way up to regional managing partner of New York and then USFSI leader. And then all of a sudden, I was talking to different kind of global leadership positions. And most people were like, this is really interesting, but I don't know really where we play. So there wasn't a position per se. And that's around 2013 and 2014. I kind of got connected with one or two partners who were like, okay, this makes sense. Maybe we can use this for like digital transformation or you know, transfer of value. It was the basic kind of like getting people into the idea of like remittances and things, basic things that like Bitcoin could do. Nothing really at the smart contract side or you know, executable code living on the blockchain, but I at least was able to get some support. So I led most of the efforts there while basically still having a day job working on all my clients. So this was my nights and weekends studying this stuff. And then 
you know, it got really hot about a year ago. And this blockchain was the term that everyone threw around. And I was the only person within Deloitte studying it for about two years. So it was kind of natural that I led most of our internal projects that were going on. They actually, it's funny, yesterday they launched, the advisory launched their blockchain fellows group, which was the group that I guess I was supposed to be the lead of before I decided to, to join Consensus. But I went there yesterday to their launch party. Still very friendly with all the uh, senior partners there and all, all the players. So it's, it takes a lot of time for these major consulting firms, major banks to really get their heads around things and really coordinate. They can't be as agile as a startup, obviously, but it's at the point where they know that you know this is something that they need to focus on. This is something that all their clients are talking to them about. This is something they need to speak intelligently on. They can do really good things because they have the size and scale to run PMO on large projects. You know, they could do digital bank transformations with you know, which might cost $300 million to a billion dollars and take three to five years. That's something that no startup out there is going to be able to do. But so basically at Deloitte, I mean, that was kind of my role. Everything that we had blockchain related research projects. Uh, I did some ideation sessions with clients. We sold a small project to a regional bank. Uh, I basically ran the PMO, but I realized we couldn't build anything internally. Like we didn't have the skill set to actually dive into the protocol, you know, to deliver our own blockchain solution to clients. So what we would do is we would our goal was to be the integrator, right? To partner with different startups who had the capabilities that our client needed. So I started not really interviewing, but getting to know most of the startups in the New York area. Um, pretty much if you're based out of New York, I probably met you or your team. And I realized that Consensus had by far the largest group of developers working in the space. And from everyone I pretty much met, I came to the conclusion that Ethereum seems to be the winner to me. I don't think a UTXO model is really going to work. I don't think Trying to stack cryptographic primitives in a very narrow programming language is going to get us too far. It seems that Ethereum can solve most of the problems that banks have and major institutions have. It seems like everyone really wants smart contracts. So about two months ago now, I decided to go join Ethereum, uh, join Consensus in the enterprise group, uh, working alongside you know, Andrew Keys, James Slazes, Igor and John Lilich, and Kishore Atreya. So going back to the internal communications problems at Lehman Brothers, how could, uh, do, do you see a solution with using blockchain or smart contracts to solve those internal communications problems that might have changed the way that that had played out? Yeah, so it's not just internal communications. It's, it's a bit about like risk, right? Like no bank right now has a real-time risk of their exposure across all different financial products. Individual like leaders within a specific vertical, they understand their risk and exposure to a, a specific financial product or a region or a commodity or something like that. But when you take like a bank on its whole, you can't actually gauge its systemic risk. So when I started working on living wills for banks and uh, like resolution planning, which essentially it's mandated by the Dodd-Frank Act, uh, it's, it's almost like a playbook that banks need to have. If XYZ were to happen, what would you do? You know, are, are your contracts with these vendors still in place? Are you going to be able to perform these necessary components, you know, for to exist day to day, like how are you going to deal with a catastrophic event happening so that a Lehman won't have the same systemic risk it has now? So I started researching a lot about that. And basically, there's no good view of everything that's going on within an organization. Uh, there's great views within specific areas, but sharing of data that exists in non or it exists in independent databases is something that just doesn't work. I think Vinay Gupta gave a really great talk, basically breaking down blockchains at the most fundamental level is the idea that you can now have databases that were built in silos, have the ability to interoperate. You have the ability to talk to each other. You get a full view of what's going on in the space. So one of the ideas that I pitched, and it's probably years out, but 
if you were able to tokenize all your different products within a bank and have that to be the truth, rather than you know when things kind of are being moved from one entity to another across borders, across regions, there's take days, there's failures, there's you know things that back office has to go ahead and clear out. And there's never really a, a true snapshot look of here's what's going on in our state. If everything existed in the same type of database structure like Ethereum where it can talk to each other, you'd be able to have that. You'd be able to know your true risk exposure to any type of product, any type of region, any type of potential risk out there. Um, so that's kind of what got me really hooked on Ethereum, I think. So what are you working on at Consensus? Is there anything in the pipeline that you're willing to talk about? Uh, I love to talk about all the stuff we're doing, but I know, as you know, there's a lot that's under NDA. Uh, we announced one of our projects with John Hancock, Manulife. So we've been helping them out with KYC and onboarding of participants and pension funds into their system. That's a really good use case because like, at most banks right now, a, a typical KYC, it'll touch 50 or 60 different people within the organization. And who actually signs off on something? Where does that current you know, KYC actually live? Did it go through all the appropriate checkpoints? There's emails that get sent that get lost. There's things that get tracked in spreadsheets that get corrupted and they get lost. Uh, there's a lot of redundant work that goes on. And it's not just for KYC. It's kind of across the board. So we're kind of building this, this system where there's like a canonical truth and handoff of you know, step by step. So you can see exactly who signed off at what time. It's all completely immutable. All the documents could exist in something like an IPFS. You include the hash and the blockchain. So there's some really cool stuff to be done with that. Uh, we've got a couple other interesting projects going on that I know one or two will probably be announced next week. We've got at least one major uh, alliance that will be announced, I, I believe, next week during uh, CoinDesk. So that should be exciting. Or the Consensus 2016. So we've got a lot in the works. There's just not a whole ton I can talk about right now. Well, that's, that's really interesting anyway. So where can people find out more about you and what you're working on, Mark? Do you, do you have, uh, are you on Twitter and all of that? Well, I, I recently joined Twitter because of the nagging from John Lilich saying, yeah. telling me I should finally <laughs> get on. Um, it, it, was, it was hard at Deloitte because there's so, everything I was doing, I pretty much had to stay out of the limelight. I couldn't really discuss what was going on. We had to maintain a certain, uh, how do I phrase this, a certain, not reputation in, in the market, but there's things we wanted to to show the world we were doing. There's things that you know we were just doing internally that we kind of had to keep to ourselves. So there was a lot more strict on the market messaging. So I didn't think a thing like Twitter was all that necessary at the time. But it, I I find it's a really good way to kind of quickly communicate with people. So yeah, I'm trying to trying to get on there now, trying to build that up a bit. You can find me on LinkedIn. Bio is on the Consensus Team website. Uh, I think the best thing to understand kind of what we're doing. If you just go to the Consensus website and look at some of our spokes, our projects. Those are the kinds of things we're trying to pull together and like group in core components to build out projects and decentralized applications that hopefully will change the way you know society interacts with each other. We're, we're trying to build a lot out for the public Ethereum blockchain as well as enterprise clients. Fantastic. That's perfect, Mark. Um, I'll let you get back to whatever you're doing and see you in the office. <laughs> Thanks, Arthur. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to State Change. Check out consensusmedia.net for more.